following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. First episode of I Am Person with your host Jonathan Eaton. I've got a very special guest here with me today. If you'd like to introduce yourself, DJ. Yeah, sure. I'm DJ Swartz. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm honestly very grateful for you and Matt. So thank you guys both for. Uh, you guys are both the reason that I'm even starting this today. So thank you guys, and that's part of the reason you're a special guest. But another th- reason is you are a director at your parents theater the starry night theater yep tell yep. me if i'm make, if i'm correct there. <laughs> yeah yeah you're you good. want to tell me about what you guys are working on right now a little bit just so people know yeah sure um i am directing a show called the spiral staircase right now uh we own a theater in in north tonawanda actually right down the street from this studio and uh we actually have our own podcast too on the same network sorry night theater podcast plug that yeah <laughs> um yeah, so I'm, I'm directing a show called The Spiral Staircase. It's uh, it takes place in the 1920s ish, and uh, it's a it's a murder mystery piece. <clears throat> yeah, and I will. What when is that? It starts. It, it opens uh, September 21st. I want to say. Um, I should know this, but I I'm directing like a madman. Yeah, so there is that's that is one thing that I just went to your your show. Um, of Sweeney, Sweeney Todd. Todd, and that was really insanely good. So any Buffalonians that may end up listening to this, I highly encourage you to uh, check out at least one of his shows to give it a try because it's a really, it was a really cool experience. And I'm not really a big like theater person, right? Like I've not, I haven't been to a show like that, uh, like ever really. And it was really fun. It was really cool to see. So uh, I encourage anybody to go out and watch that. But uh so this is the first episode as i said so we're gonna just be feeling things out a little bit we're gonna be a little bit all over the place but we'll hopefully try and uh keep things going in one direction so yeah i love it um so i got one question as uh piggybacking off of the talk about you being a director is i want to know kind of just what you enjoy most about being in theater and directing more specifically what you just what what makes you go go back every day and just because I do know about the grind that you, yeah because yeah. me and one thing me and DJ work together uh, and so I hear about everything he's doing pretty much every day and I do hear about what he's doing uh, <laughs> at the theater and so it's pretty impressive and I'm curious to know what just what keeps you going back for more so I I mean I was born into it so like I, I've seen I watched my parents do it I watched them direct I watched them act and they they said like no pressure if you don't like it it's not for you it's not for you and i have three other siblings and it's not for any of them none of them do it so um i, I just kind of took to it and our our job is not a creative job what what you and i do is not creative like our, our minds you can kind of mindlessly yeah. do our work and i'm a very creative person so i i need an outlet to to have that so it's like 
the first eight hours of my day is kind of like, okay, let me get through this so I can do what I want to do and be creative somewhere and create something. Because at the end of the day, that's my passion is creating stuff. Yeah, no, I get that 100%. That's pretty much entirely the reason I'm here today doing this. Uh, Just because, again, we pretty much do mindless work. It's... It's a fine job, not to complain too much. No, not right, to make it right. sound like we're living in hell, but uh, <laughs> right, right. but uh, it is pretty mindless. So doing something creative definitely like kind of completes just or just kind of makes yourself a little bit more whole. So I get that one thousand percent. Doing my podcast has become like a highlight of my week. Yeah. I love just coming here with I do it with Alex and and coming here every week with her and, and a new guest or just if it's just the two of us, like it is. It, it's like therapeutic too because you just you get all your thoughts out exactly exactly no i feel that 100 percent, and that's part of the reason i wanted to do this this is going to be uh it's not going to be anything too hard-hitting uh or i don't want it to be but also in today's day and age with social media and everything i feel like people just don't ever like talk to each other right about anything so it like face to face and so this is just like a nice outlet to be creative talk about like actual like thoughts and feelings or yeah. whatever it may be so so uh so yeah i get that um that's another reason i like the theater too though is that after rehearsals or stuff we'll just stay there and talk and like i won't be on my my phone for hours yeah and like so that's really nice to yeah, have like actual human interaction like that's <laughs> i don't know something i feel like i've been missing yeah. for a while no definitely and it's like it sounds it almost sounds like crazy for you to say that you just want to not like have to look at your phone for <laughs> right. like like right now it just that's like an obscene like statement to like not look at your phone for a handful of hours and it's like it it actually feels really really good so yeah. so i so yeah um one more uh question just right off the is what is your goal slash dream about like through theater and being a director what do you what is your aspirations i guess for for that side of your life so i would love to i mean one day like the the huge huge goal would be amazing to direct a movie yeah that would be amazing mm-hmm. like i i love movies i love i watched tons of movies yeah. and I, I just i'm very passionate about about that so creating a movie one day would be amazing and but on the the more realistic side and not saying that i'm not like chasing that or pursuing that like that would be be great but um i would also be happy as a clam to just continue to grow the theater mm-hmm. and the company and eventually move to a bigger building and, and just keep putting on shows that we like yeah. instead of having to, to worry about, oh, are the audience, are they going to like this? Is this for everyone? Uh, I just I would love to get to a point where it's like, I love this, so I'm going to put this on. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, bring in different walks of life and uh just just entertain i love to entertain and and make people feel something yeah definitely i get that i get that that's kind of i mean i think we have like very similar uh like goals slash dreams in the in the creative side of our life is just to kind of make or like we want people out there to like feel something from what we produce yes and like my goal is to do well do the podcast do something like creative like that i've always wanted to like make youtube videos i haven't really done anything like that either but i but i get where you're coming from where you just don't have like a you're not like too set on one specific thing i mean obviously the theater is your is your powerhouse but uh but you just want to like produce something that makes people uh think and feel and yeah I, and i love that and um, I, we talk about this on on our pod a lot is 
I so I put so much work into into every play. Everything is very meaningful. I, I put my whole heart and soul into it, and and working and then going straight to the theater. It's a lot. Yeah, it, it, I it can imagine takes a mental toll. So at the end of a show, I want somebody to come up and and just say they felt something, whether they hated it with all their their heart, yeah, or they loved it. It made them think. It made them whatever. But when somebody just comes up and like, oh, good, good job, yeah, it's yeah. like. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you missed it. Yeah. You missed did, it. Were you in the bathroom the whole time, <laughs> right. or did you actually watch it? Right. Like, tell me you felt something. Yeah. That's why I'm doing this. Yeah, Whether no. you, you couldn't stand it, yeah. and this is why you have an emotional connection to it, and that's so important, and that's what I'm chasing. I got you. So one thing I want to do, we'll we'll get back to some more, because I do still have a couple questions about you and your and what you're doing over there at the theater. But uh, as we we talked about this the other day, that I want to do a segment, and I meant to actually send DJ this so that he could prepare for this. But instead, I'm gonna put him on the spot, and he's gonna have to put do it right here. Do it. Um, and so I actually made it. I changed the name. It's gonna be called the People's Pedestal. Okay. I, as a WWE fan, the People's Elbow. It was like that feels like it's a <laughs> a, sh- a bad version of that. So we'll. That's the name of this uh, little thing we're doing. And today's People's Pedestal is worst type of cars if you need a second to think about that or any any vehicle any any vehicle you would see on the car so it can do with like motorcycles anything like that but if, but i'll go so you can have a minute to yeah, yeah, tune yeah. me out and i'll just talk about mine and uh my inspiration for this was seeing a box car that is a little uh spoiler that'll be my number one because box cars suck but <laughs> but uh that's why i thought of it i was driving the other day and i saw a box car and i was like that is the worst idea so i'll start with my third instead of skipping to my first i'll start with my third trucks that are too big coming yep. in third place yeah anybody who's got really really big trucks really big tires it's just a little too much for me and when i say a little bit i mean a lot too much for me just have a normal sized truck i get if people need a truck to do whatever they got to do but it doesn't need to be the size of 14 different cars right. all into one vehicle. All right? That's just, it's too big. It's too unnecessary. I'm not a like big climate change guy, but also you're killing the earth, you know, so, <laughs> so stop that. But uh, in second, we've got anything mini. So anything, mini Coopers are the best of them, but anything smaller than that is why are you even driving, driving that? Cars should be the absolute smallest. <laughs> And if you're going to drive a motorcycle, if you want to, like, risk something, drive a motorcycle. If you want to feel a little bit of a little bit of that rush. But these mini cars that are just, like, as big as a motorcycle, but a car is, like, I just cannot believe that these are real things. Yeah. Why are they so tiny? <laughs> That's, um, yeah, I like that. If you get into any sort of accident, I have a hard time believing that you just will not immediately just get squished. <laughs> so that is coming in at two as the worst type of car. And again, in first are boxy cars. They are just like who I, I gotta <laughs> know which genius was just like you know what all these slick looking aerodynamic cars are just a little bit. They're just not in style anymore. We just got to make these ugly, ugly, anti aerodynamic, slow. Just like I, like I don't, I'm not even a big car guy, and yet every time I see a box car, I'm like I can't understand why anybody <laughs> would purchase one of these. Yeah. Uh, so that is. Yeah, the boxcars just suck, and maybe I care too much about boxcars, but uh, they just piss me off. So those are my that's my people's pedestal for worst type of cars. I got trucks that are too big in third, coming in at second with the silver is anything mini, and in first are boxy cars. All right, I like that. 
I like if that. You, if you want to just give your best go at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I start, I want to say that I hate that all cars have become so basic and so similar now. Agreed, agreed. Like you look at pictures from the 1950s or 60s, whatever, and there's like all these cool different colored cars and stuff. Now we have like silver, white, black, <laughs> red is your big like yeah. crazy option. Yeah. Like, come on, man. And they're all trying to become too modern now, too. Like, yeah. everything's, like, trying to look futuristic. It's like, okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just give doing... me a cool color. Yeah. I'm so simple that if you gave me a cool color, Without it could, a doubt. you'd be the worst car on the planet. Yeah. I'm like, I got it. That's it. That's <laughs> I'm it. liking that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so my third would be Jeeps. Just because I feel like it's become the most basic uh, vehicle for, like, a girl getting into college or something. <laughs> yeah. And, like, they're just going 90 down at 30 and like come on <laughs> yeah come yeah. on now without without very much actual practical use i had a friend in high school that had a jeep and he would just always tell me like all these downsides of like actually having a jeep. yeah and it's like okay so it's thirty thousand dollars not actually very useful no and it's just like not that cool of a looking car either and then the, the dudes with with they'll take the the sides off and they're like yeah yeah I pull up to one at a red light and they're just thinking they're <laughs> yeah they're, they're the it absolute, yeah they are they are him because they took the doors <laughs> off the car and, and they and they even got a thing called the Jeep Wave do you know about yep. this yeah yep. that, my sister in, has a Jeep how, what is what insanity is this like <laughs> respectfully like if I had a Jeep I would partake but I'm just saying I won't have a Jeep because then I will have to partake yeah if that makes sense no so I like that one um. Mo- All right, so most of mine are because of the drivers, but also Jeeps just don't make a lot of sense. Like, if you're not off-roading, come on. You're driving around Buffalo. Yeah. So Jeeps. Then second are motorcycles. I lo- Motorcycles are so badass, but, like, the people who drive them have to be the worst kind of people on the planet. 1,000%. Yeah. Like, I, I went to, to New York City, I don't know, a month or two ago, mm-hmm. and – getting there was just a lot of a lot of bad traffic okay. and and traffic jams and and whatnot and motorcycles would just go on the 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 shoulder and just like rip 90 yeah, down the whole thing yeah. like dude yeah. come on yeah come on then you're gonna get hit and everyone's gonna be like oh go watch for motorcycles like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to to an extent abs- i absolutely agree yeah but I, I, I've yet to see a motorcycle that I'm like, yes, this guy is driving responsibly. <laughs> yeah, this guy isn't swerving in and out of traffic trying to get hit. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, no, I, I just saw a guy on the motorcycle like yesterday, I believe it was, or maybe two days ago, and he was doing exactly that. And so without without a doubt, motorcycle motorcycle motorcycles honestly might not even be too bad i think they're kind of cool like one day maybe i'll have a motorcycle not to drive too much on like the highway because it's a little dangerous for me yeah. but, but just to have to drive around i would love that but the people that have motorcycles and just drive them all day every day are like i don't know i don't know <laughs> if i trust you so i like i'm i'm with you with that as well i i'd love to to put the leather on and and, mm. and hit the open road mm-hmm. like that that all sounds great but uh Responsibly, I'd, yeah. I, I would be responsible. Yep, give me those leg things, those leather leg things that yeah, go. Yeah, yes, so you don't yes. get your legs burned. Oh my god, I would look <laughs> absolutely crazy in those. <laughs> so I'm rocking that. And then my number one are our pickup trucks. Yeah, I like you said, I completely understand <laughs> having a pickup truck, but I feel like most of the people who have them don't actually use them. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they just. I, I've yet to see one drive the speed limit. Yeah, whether whether they're they're going below, which I've seen a couple go below, and I'm like, okay, come on, uh-huh. get, get real. <laughs> yeah, well, why aren't you driving faster? You're in a pickup truck, <laughs> right? Or uh, they're going like 
40 over. Yeah. Just 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 spewing black smoke out of the back yeah. of the car. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I come on. <laughs> so it's not a problem with the car. I like the design. It's great for moving stuff, but <laughs> yeah. rarely do I see anyone moving actually stuff. Moving yeah, stuff. yeah, they're just for the speed. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> so I, yeah, thank you for that. Was a good one. I'm glad that you were able to put something together with about 30 seconds of preparation, <laughs> as I did not give you any time to prepare. So good job with that. That was a raw list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a raw list, and that was a that was a hell of a raw list. So thank you for that. So a couple other things I want to get on the record here. We, as we said, we do a lot of mind-numbing work at <laughs> work, but in between all that, we do have some time to talk about sports, and we do a lot of that, specifically with the NFL season coming up next Thursday, Chiefs versus Lions. Uh, we've been talking about it a ton, and with that comes some pretty bad takes from everybody, everybody there. And so I just want to get some of that on the record, as me and DJ are on pretty opposite sides with yeah. a couple things but specifically surrounding one player his <laughs> name being daniel jones dj as a matter of fact hates dj yeah um, yeah and so i think he's going to be a top five quarterback as a giants fan admittedly i'm a homer however dj swartz here thinks that dj daniel jones is going to be replaced by week one so <laughs> i think yeah i i'm a patriots fan so I mean I have always hated the Giants. <laughs> and I I also I hate Mac Jones as well, just to put that out in the world. Um but uh, Daniel Jones is just he's shown nothing. <laughs> so so I don't I don't think he's ever going to to do anything. Yep, so we got a we got a couple bets on it. DJ actually is a he's an incredibly smart betting man. He yep. only makes the most calculated just <laughs> like he puts hours into it. And he only makes the best, like, mathematically correct bets. And so a couple of those include one with me for one thousand. So he will give me $1,000, and I will give him lunch. <laughs> or so, so, so he will give me $1,000 if the Giants win. He offered nothing as on the other side of the bet. But I told him I would feel bad. So if the Giants don't win, I'm going to buy him lunch. But he just straight up offered $1,000 for nothing. If they win the Super Bowl. Yeah, though. if they win the Super the Bowl. Super Bowl the Super Bowl. They got to go to and win the yes, Super Bowl. Yes, which is definitely pretty far-fetched at this current moment in time. But the Giants got a good squad. Not going to get too <laughs> far into that. But but if you think – but so that bet alone, like, I get it. The Giants aren't aren't regarded too, too highly. However, he also made the, the two-headed bet of also betting – a man we work with named Bill, who's a fan of the Bills, and he bet him $1,000 for nothing if the Bills win the Super Bowl, who uh, on inexplicab inexplicably people think are very, very good. I don't, but people think they're going to be a, a Super Bowl contender, and DJ said, I'll give you $1,000 if they win. Yeah, so I'll give them $1,000 if they win the Super Bowl, because I, I just I know they won't. Yeah, I'm They're with bills. you. I, I'm actually with you on that <laughs> one, so so I can't argue with that one. I don't got much uh, to uh, to go against that, because I agree, Josh Allen overrated. Anybody from Buffalo that's watching this, listening to this, is going to hate that, but... Daniel Jones is going to be better than him this year. That, okay, see, like, I, I hate the Bills as a Patriots fan. I hate the Bills, and living in Buffalo is, is tough due to that. But, uh, I mean, come on. <laughs> we got to be realistic here. Josh Allen's a dog. He's way better than Daniel Jones. 
Uh, but he's uh, the Patrick Mahomes stock is crazy. I mean, Patrick Mahomes yeah. is is leagues above everyone else. Then everyone else can fight for for second. Agreed. Agreed. I'm with you with that. Once somebody, even at least somebody's got a a good quarterback's got to win a Super Bowl to even like consider like being in the same like sentence as Mahomes. In my opinion, yeah, it's crazy that people are like Josh Allen, Mahomes, and it's like. Don't I don't like the way they were so close together. You know? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and was so. like, well, they're real similar. Like, no, they're not. <laughs> yeah, they nah. do both throw the ball far. The only difference <laughs> is Patrick Mahomes throws it to his team and Josh Allen throws it to the other team. Yeah, so Mahomes. Uh, yeah, he's grown. You can see Mahomes' growth. Yeah, he's different. Allen, Allen had growth from college. I mean, he was yeah not good in college, so he he definitely had growth, but. Mahomes has completely changed his entire game yeah. in the NFL multiple yeah. times. Like, yeah, without a doubt. Like people thought he was gonna fall off without Tyreek and just goes out and has one of his best I mean, just another insane yeah. career. At, so. Wins MVP, wins Super Bowl. Yeah. Like And every, and don't get me wrong, Travis Kelsey is that guy, but like people are acting like Travis Kelsey is like a generational talent and it's like, don't get me wrong, he's incredibly good, but it helps when you have by far the best quarterback in the league throwing yeah. you the ball. Um, so there's that. that that's definitely frustrating because, like, he, he he has no receivers right now. Yeah. I like, know. He, he's got Kadarius Tony, who Who's I. Who's for four games a year. And I like him a lot. Yeah, I think he could be a, a, a monster. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he can't stay healthy. Yep. Kelsey was good with Alex Smith, but, like, he wasn't he wasn't the he best tight end in the league. Yeah. So, yeah, Mahomes is Mahomes is that guy. And I'm not a Chiefs fan at all. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I am a Mahomes fan. Yeah, he, he, how it's hard not, not to. How be. can you not be? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Have you watched quarterbacks yet? The no, Netflix? you have to, because I I just let, ended up liking all of the quarterbacks on it more afterwards, and it was a re, it was an insane documentary or like just yeah documentary I guess so, but like the shots it got of like during the games were like insane you don't see any of those things like anywhere like they were on like it felt like it was like recreated afterwards because you don't you don't see any of the shots that it it's those shots that it has during the game are like specifically from that show and you don't see them anywhere else and i was it was really a really cool show so i do think you should watch that especially since you say you're a mahomes fan yeah all right i gotta watch that i, I was also confused why so many people were turning it down because like oh we don't want the distraction but like Mahomes just won the Super Bowl yeah and I but and I agree with you I was thinking that as well but then I thought about it a little bit more and as more and more we're saying no it's like but then again maybe that's just another reason Mahomes is just that guy yeah if that yeah, makes yeah, sense yeah. like maybe all these people aren't like crazy for thinking it's a distraction because maybe it is but Patrick Mahomes just can still win a Super Bowl he's just it? different yeah he this is, is and different that, and that's you know. Not to, you know, get down on my knees too hard, but <laughs> right, right, he right. is him, you know. He, so. I mean, he, he. it's like when Brady was in the league, and I was always yeah. a Patriots fan, yeah. so it's like I'm always, well, he's clearly the best. Yeah. There are so many people, especially in Buffalo, and I understand yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, when somebody owns you for 20-plus years, <laughs> yeah. um, that were just, like, completely overlooking him. And it's like, yeah. you, you can't. Yeah. You can't overlook the, the best talent in the NFL right yeah. now. And, and people are always like, yeah, but the Patriots' defenses were good. And it's like, yeah, well, that's why they won Super Bowls. You don't just win Super Bowls by having a really good quarterback. Like, you have to have other good, good yeah. parts of a team. Like, it isn't surprising. Like, Patrick Mahomes is the only person that's even come close to winning it with, like, a not insane roster, you know? Yeah. Like, even the best quarterbacks are winning with insane rosters because that's what it takes to get to the Super Bowl. So Yeah, and a big knock on Brady was always, well, his offensive line is elite. And that was never, ever the case. Yeah. 
you see these guys go to other teams and suck. Yeah. It's like Brady's getting the ball off in uh, like point yeah. two seconds. Exactly. Like that's that's how yeah. he's winning. Yeah. It's not the offensive line. It the offensive line doesn't even have to block. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take the snap, get it out. Yeah. They put they, they stand up, put their hands on the guy, and the ball's gone. Yeah. So, yeah. That's why he was winning. That, yeah. And and that's a huge one. Everyone's always like, Well, you always had top ten offensive lines. Like, yeah, because he, he gets the ball off. Yeah. Like that's why he's not getting sacked. It's not the offensive line. I'm with you. I'm with you one hundred percent. One more thing we got to get on the record is just our bet again. Back to Daniel Jones on yeah, yeah, his yeah. touchdown line. So we've got it at twenty nine and a half, fifty dollars either way. This one is an equally an equally weighed wager. So we're both wagering fifty dollars for if Daniel Jones will have over twenty nine and a half passing touchdowns. And Dan and uh, DJ here. A main reason that he doesn't like Daniel Jones is because of his passing touchdowns, and and so I decided to go ahead and take a bet on that because his number one wide receiver at any point last year was Isaiah Hodgins, who was indeed cut from the Bills practice squad. Yeah, and but... now he has real players on, <laughs> on the offensive side of the ball. So he looked better last year, but he still played below average. And if you're going to play below average, you're not throwing thirty touchdowns. I guess we will have to see, huh? I'm very comfortable with this bet. We we got yeah, but you know we got Darren Waller. Yeah, Darren Waller will help for sure, but like, still Daniel Jones. People have been calling him the alien on Giants <laughs> things, and I don't like it honestly. Like they call him the alien too much. It's like that's not his nickname, so don't call him that. But uh, but yeah, so so we got the alien on our side this time, and we're winning the Super Bowl. So get ready for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm comfortable. I'm I'm I'm, I'm putting my mark on it right now, right here, right now. So. I want to put my mark out there that Trevor Lawrence is going to be MVP. Okay. All right. Calling your shot. I appreciate that. The only thing is he had four interceptions in one half in a playoff game last year. Yep. It was his first playoff game. <laughs> it was it was oh, Doug wait, Peterson. Speaking of first playoff games, no, I know a guy. No. And he did really yeah. well. And, and and Trevor Lawrence came back and won the game. Yeah, no, that was very impressive. I'm just messing with you mostly. <laughs> I'm a big Trevor Lawrence fan. I would love to see him do good. And Me I think too. Calvin Ridley's about to go for three thousand yards. So Dude, yeah, dude's gonna be crazy. A, he's gonna be nice. So. I'm I'm going out of my way to draft him in every fantasy yeah, league. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. I think he's gonna be insane. <sighs> so after that, we got – so that's about – I think that's about all we got for the football talk. I got a couple more questions for you. Um, I do want to know what what is one thing that you think you've learned back to your life as a director? Because you kind of got – you kind of live two separate lives in a way. Yeah. Your, your theater life and your work life where it's kind of more – not to say you don't talk about sports or whatever, but you talk about sports a lot at work. Um, and so you got the theater on the other on the other side of your life. And so I'm curious about – one thing that you think you've learned from directing that you can kind of that's applicable elsewhere that you just feel like has made you grown from directing outside of directing and in, into life, you know. All right, um, I so I have a certain kind of style of directing where it's like I I know the source material like the back of my hand, like you have to read it a million times and and understand it, not just empty read it, and. My vision is obviously important. My vision is what the show is going to end up being. But to to come in to like the beginning of rehearsals and think that what's going to happen at the end of the the, the show is going to be one hundred percent mine is crazy. Yeah. And there are directors like that who are like, no, I you shut up 
and listen to to me and and where to go and that's that's their way of doing it but that's very much not my way i want to collaborate with all these actors all these artists yeah. that are in the room like yeah. to think that me with 22 years of experience yeah. It, to think that I'm better than any of these people yeah. is insane. Yeah, is insane. And and I hope I'm this way when I'm sixty. And and collaborating is so important because it's I cast this person in this role because I trust them. Yeah. So it's like I want to know where you want to take your character, and if mm-hmm. it's opposite of where I thought you were, then let's work that out yeah. and figure out where it's going to be. So at the end of any show, it's my my leading vision that has been like Frankenstein with all these other people's thoughts. And so the most important thing I've learned is, is collaboration and, and that every person's thoughts matter. Yeah. And, uh, before that I wasn't very good at doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I used to, I guess have a, a bit of an ego where it's like, yeah, oh. no, I, I think this, so this is how it is. Yeah. And I think we're doing this is like, wow, like these people have, better ideas and some of my ideas, ideas. Yeah. like this is and we are making something together so i try to to bring that into my real life too like everyone's ideas uh, are important yeah no i love that i love that because i mean i feel like just because of covid like you were we graduated were you 2020 class of 2020 yeah. So yeah you graduated same year as me so you had the whole covid experience as well while trying to finish school and i feel like for me at least that just like matured me like way too much honestly yeah where i went from going to school and then dropping out because of just all the stuff going on with covid to work working full-time and that's why i'm still here three years later and and i love that 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 uh just understanding that i mean these people like since we only have this we've only experienced this one linear thing in our lives you know like we experience our everyday life but there's people on the other side of in this case, the the play or the the production, basically your your actors and your actresses that have these entire other lives where they have very strong opinions about whatever it may be because they've seen movies or listen to music or whatever it may be, and I and so I just love that uh that that's that you've grown in that way because that's like I I I think I've grown a little bit in that way as well just through what I've been going through the past few years and I love that that uh. You, you sometimes forget that people have an entirely different set of opinions and experiences and everything, and that can lead to some really, like, incredible stuff. And and it did in Sweeney Todd when I went. It was, again, I wasn't, I'm not lying when I said that that was a really, I did not, I honestly was a little bit nervous. I didn't know what I was, what I was getting myself into. I, I was in musicals when I was in elementary school and like late elementary school and early middle school I was in some stuff like that and uh and so I just didn't know how it would make me feel going back to something like that after not being involved in anything I mean not that I was involved but just going back to see a show like that I didn't know how it was going to be for me but it was it was really incredible so so I like to hear that point of view from you thank you thank you so I think we got a. I had one other question for you. Let me see if I can. This is a little awkward. Now. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. As I said, we're gonna have a little bit of some rough patches as I try and just figure out how this podcast is gonna go, and I figure out how to talk because you know I don't talk that much. 
we're at we're at the thirty minute mark. Oh, I mean, this is oh, a good. Okay. So that's this, that's yeah. not bad at all. Okay, yeah. I didn't know how how much we had gotten to, so that's not bad at all. I'm pretty happy with that. Um, I would say. Uh, oh, I got one more question. I would say. In your in your theater, on the theater side of your life, what it, what's your like? What is in tw- in ten years? What is your like dream? Ten years. Ten like, years. Just give me anything you can think of your self doing there like your dream all right i want to definitely renovate um get different chairs different seats are are something real important to me and on the bucket list and we were headed in that direction and then covid derailed everything everywhere so um i'd love to to pursue that um and and really just renovations are are my number one goal Mm -hmm. but then also personal there is is continue to grow as a director and and um uh produce better plays just keep getting better every every play increasing quality i get that i get that and i'm kind of i'm with you i'm that's uh i'm not i'm not exactly sure what i'm trying to do on my creative i guess i guess that's kind of how i view things like that it's just kind of at least at this point in our lives i see work and then our creative side of our, our lives since we live currently relatively because we work together i guess i would say um and so i i've got similar aspirations just to continue to increase my quality of whether it be this podcast i want to start doing something i mean this is kind of just a stepping stone for me to try and go out on a limb and create things because uh just for a few years there i was just like too anxious and too, yeah like that's why i am so grateful for you and matt uh just giving me this opportunity it was such like a like just landed in my lap like opportunity to just uh to just go out and be creative and so i had to take in so i'm incredibly grateful for you guys for that and uh and so i just want to keep doing this i want to keep talking to people yeah um, that's that's what the so a little rundown for what this podcast will hopefully be in the future is just i would love to get more guests matt johnson the producer or the the person behind the mastermind behind all the the podcasts and this network um has already volunteered to be a guest on this and i'm going to love to have him on uh, as again as i said i'm very grateful for what him and dj have done and i'd love to talk to him about what he's got going on because of everything he's doing with the podcasts and i know he's in a f- at least a couple of them if i'm not yeah. wrong oh, I d- yeah, i've only couple. met him once in person so i don't know too too much about him and that's gonna be what i hopefully get to know him on the podcast but but yeah, so I just want to keep getting to know, getting to meet people. I hope because uh, I'm actually not from around here for people that may not know because I came from Binghamton, New York, and it's about three hours away. And so I'd love to just get to know people up in up here in Buffalo. If I were like, the goal is maybe uh, UB like athletes is like yeah, a, that's is, awesome. is like a realistic uh, guest that I hope to have down the line. So that type of thing, just get to know people, get to know the, uh, you know, the person behind the name that you may be seeing on like a TV or whatever it may be. And in this case, behind the the name you would see on your, uh, whatever the thing is called that the you playbills. Yeah, 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 yeah. There it is. There you go. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's that's the future of the podcast, I think. I think that's about all I've got for you. I appreciate you so, so very much, genuinely, for for introducing me to Matt, for volunteering to come and be the first guest on my podcast, and for 
bearing with me as I stutter and flip through these pages and just get my ducks in a row on this first no, episode. No, it was a good one. It was good for the, for the first one. I think my first episode was like 40 minutes. That's where we're rounding out about. Yeah, so so I appreciate that. And and you want to just say your po- your not your podcast. Well, yeah, your podcast and uh, just another reminder of your theater. Just Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry Night Theater. Uh, Spiral Staircase is running from September 21st to October 1st. And uh, the podcast is the Starry Night Theater podcast. There you go. Thank Thank you, you, DJ. Thank you again so much for coming on and for talking with me. Thank you for for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah.